And what's going on, Dodgers Nation? Welcome to another episode of Dodgers Dugout Live. On today's episode, we are breaking down the Dodgers, re-signing Clayton Kershaw. Clayton Edward Kershaw is back with the Los Angeles Dodgers for what will be his 17th season in Dodger Blue. We're going to break it all down, but an exciting day to be a Dodger fan because I don't care what anyone says. The haters can hate. They can talk about Clayton Kershaw in his last start, which was the worst of his career. He recorded one out game. Gave up six runs, and they could talk about playoff performances in the past, but I don't care what anyone says. For all the great things, all the incredible things that Andrew Friedman and this Dodgers organization have done this offseason, signing a superstar, the unicorn, the most sought-after coveted free agent in baseball history in Shohei Otani, and trading for Tyler Glass now, and going out there and getting an extension done, and signing the top free agent pitcher available in Yoshinobu Yamamoto, going out there and signing a silver slugger and Teoscar Hernandez going out and bringing back Ryan Brazier yesterday. All these great things. Putting together a masterpiece. The greatest offseason in baseball history. It just would not have felt right to go on this quest without Clayton Kershaw. Because first thing I want to say is this offseason was made possible to an extent for what Clayton Kershaw has done for this franchise for the past 16 seasons. The foundation, he's been an absolute pillar, but he helped lay this foundation. He was the guy that was putting all the cement in there. He was the guy that was going out there laying the cement for this foundation, and he put this team on his back for so many years and led to a lot of this sustained winning that lured Otani in to Dodger Blue. So I want to give him all the credit in the world, but we're going to break it all down, tell you what it means for this Dodgers rotation because we have an absolutely stacked rotation. We're talking about so much depth. You just go down the list. You got Yamamoto. You got Tyler Glass now. Bobby Miller. You have Walker Buehler returning from injury. You got Emmett Sheehan. You'll see in the swingman role. You could be a weapon out of the pen. You have so many names that can be used. You got Kyle Hurd. You got Gavin Stone. Nick Frasso. He'll be done for the year with that labrum injury. You got River Ryan if you want to go deeper into it. Landon Knack hasn't made his debut. Gavin Stone is someone who they hope is going to have a much better year this season. So it is an embarrassment of pitches for the Dodgers. And when you look at it, I mean, you could make the case that this is probably one of the best five pitchers that you've ever seen as far as depth goes. I mean, you're talking about a number four or five starter in Clayton Kershaw, James Paxton, potentially Emmett Sheehan. I mean, have we ever seen a deeper rotation? Now, there are a lot of questions. Don't get me wrong. Yamamoto hasn't thrown a pitch at the big league level. Bobby Miller is still a young pitcher that's trying to fully establish himself as an ace in this league. Walker Buehler's coming back from his second Tommy John surgery. Paxton is someone who's had issues as far as durability goes, but you have to believe that you're just not going to see a repeat of last season. You are not going to see this team head into October with Lance Lynn, who just gave up another home run as your Game 3 starter. You're not going to see that. And Clayton Kershaw is someone who I see people out there saying, oh, he's washed, he's this and that. No, Clayton Kershaw, before he was injured last season, was one of the very best pitchers in all of Major League Baseball. He was awesome in April. He had a 189 ERA in six starts. People forget this. This man won the National League Player of the Month, the National League Pitcher of the Month. He was that good in April. Like I said, a 189 ERA in his first six starts. And I'll never forget April 18th at Dodger Stadium. 
it was an incredible day. He had nine punchouts against the Mets. He went seven scoreless. He recorded his 200th win of his career, and he was just the sixth pitcher in baseball history to do that before losing 100. And that is an award that meant a lot to Kirsch just because it was a team accomplishment in a sense. And then he was great. Like I said, he was fantastic before the injury. Even on the game where he got injured, even during the game where he got injured against the Rockies in Coors Field, he was still really good in that game. He was actually fantastic. It was June 27th. It was probably his best start ever at Coors Field. And you know how I feel about Coors Field. Coors Field is like bowling with the bumpers on, okay? And you know how it is as far as it's where pitchers go to die. But he allowed just a single he allowed one free pass, went six scoreless. He had faced the minimum, had thrown just 79 pitches. Dodgers fans were freaking out because he looked like he was getting a quick hook from Dave Roberts. But no, that shoulder was barking. And it looked like it wasn't going to be a big deal. He got the cortisone shot, but then it led to a much longer IL stint than we had hoped for. And when he went down with that injury, so I just want to rewind a little bit and let Dodgers fans out there know this is not some nostalgia signing. It's not a nostalgia signing. It's not, oh, let's go and just re-sign Clayton Kershaw for everything he's done, a little work-past-due contract. And we're going to get into the contract details in a little bit here. But no, this was a signing that the Dodgers made out of one, respect for the legend that absolutely has earned this right, and two, because they know that when healthy, he still can be a top 20-25 to pitcher in this league. A guy who can have vintage Kershaw-like performances when he flirted with a no- hitter, a flirt with a perfect game a few seasons ago. I mean, against the Angels this season. I mean, this is someone who has had incredible starts, even though he has a lot of mileage on that arm. And you remember that this is someone who has done so much in this league, someone who has lived what feels like two, three, four careers. He's just 35 years old. Kurz turned 35, will turn 36 in March, right? He'll be 36 but it seems like he's been in this league for three decades. But I just want to point this out, though. When he went down with that injury, when he went down the injury, he had a 255 ERA, a 27.7 strikeout rate, and a 21.4% strikeout minus walk rate. I mean, he was top 10 in strikeouts. He had a 351 FIP. The walk rate sat at 6.3%. So all the numbers that you look at pointed to Clayton Kershaw still being extremely effective at this age. You know what I say about Clayton Kershaw is as long as he's healthy, as long as he has the command, as long as he has the feel for that slider, he's going to go out there and be effective. He's a very happily married man, but Clayton Kershaw still has a slide piece, one of the most effective sliders that we've seen in the game, and it falls off the table, and when it has that bite, he's still going to be one of the better pitchers in the league. And that's why I feel really great about this signing as far as what it can do for the Dodgers because you're going to see him late in 2024, right? You are going to see him at best late in 2024. And what that will mean is that he's going to have a lot of bullets left, right? He's going to have a lot of gas left in the tank, and hopefully he'll get his feel and command and be fresh for the postseason run. Because looking back at last season, that is really one of the reasons why he – Kind of, they kind of burned him in the ground early on. I mean, he had led the league in innings at one point early on last season. So I think that took its toll. The fact that you didn't have a lot of 
a lot of arm injuries in his in the past. I mean, at some point you had to feel that okay, he was going to suffer an arm injury at some point, and that certainly was the case. And he ended up undergoing surgery on November third to repair that glenohumeral ligament in his capsule and the capsule in his shoulder. So that is a very complicated surgery, right? And it uh, is a surgery that is going to require some significant rehab, but he's already saying that he's feeling that he's had a schedule. He talked to Dave Vassay on AM570, and he really sounded very confident that his arm was going to get back to where it was, that he was going to be able to get close to where he was before the injury. And that's the beautiful thing about this. He's not a Noah Syndergaard. Clayton Kershaw reinvented himself years ago. Okay, he doesn't rely on velocity. He relies on command. And as long as he has the command and has the feel, he's going to be effective. He's going to be a very solid pitcher that every single team in this sport would like to have on their roster. And I can't stress this enough that Clayton Kershaw just was not the pitcher that he was before the injury. I mean, last season, even if you look at his his year as a whole, in totality, I mean, 24 starts, 131 and two-thirds innings. That was the most for him in four years. And you also factor in how decimated that Dodgers rotation was last season, that they needed him to step up the way he did. And like I said, a 246 ERA, I mean, that was the second best four pitchers that tossed a minimum of 120 innings. So, the stuff, I think, is still there. The velocity, I don't think, is going to be diminished after the rehab. And that's what makes me optimistic that we're going to get a Clayton Kershaw back here on the mound that can still be very, very effective. They can still go get major league hitters out because he did not look like the pitcher that we saw in the first half of the season, a guy that we were including in Cy Young conversations. He was a Cy Young front runner at one point early in the year. He was a guy that we were talking about as someone who could possibly start his second straight All-Star game. The man was an All-Star, okay? The Dodgers, they re-signed an All-Star pitcher today. It just feels like we are a little jaded when it comes to Clayton Kershaw because he's given the Dodgers a hometown discount and he's gone touch and go. He's been year to year and it's a little different this time around because this contract, as it was reported by Fabian Ardaya of The Athletic, is a one-year deal that has a player option. So we're still waiting on the details as far as the financials of it. Maybe it's around $20 million with a player option. I'm assuming that it's something that's very favorable when you consider the kind of deal he could have signed with the Texas Rangers. And I've talked to people that have told me that the Rangers have offered him significant contracts in the past, multi-year deals, and he wasn't interested. And he always was someone that I think was going to finish his career with the Dodgers. I've said it here in the past. I'm a devout Christian, right? I believe in Christianity. I also believe that if we needed to move Dallas all the way to L.A., that whatever it took to get him to finish his career in Los Angeles, you had to do just that. But getting back to the year he had last season, one was really, really solid to great after he just had a great start to the season in April, a sub-2 ERA, and the workload was heavy. He was making his starts, pitching his innings, and then unfortunately suffered that injury 
against the Rockies at Coors Field. But after the injury, he just was not the same guy. And I saw people out there saying, wait, D-Mac, he looks like he's back. We're ready. Goat shot, 223 ERA. What I keep saying, I say, look at the expected numbers. Look at that FIP that was at 540. Look at that walk rate that sat at 11.1%. Anytime Clayton Kershaw had a walk rate of 11.1%, that tells you that something was up. That told me that he was pitching with the check engine light on and that they needed to rectify the situation by possibly shutting him down. But the Dodgers just did not have any options because of all the injuries that they suffered last season. You lose Julio Urias to felony domestic violence charges. You lose Dustin May. You lose all these guys that aren't able to come back, Walker Bueller. So they needed him. He gave it his best effort, but unfortunately he just was not the same guy. The velocity was down. The command was bad. The feel for the slider wasn't quite there. He just did not look good. And I think that you're going to see a Clayton Kershaw where they're not going to let him back on the mound unless they feel good about where he is from a physical standpoint, from an effectiveness standpoint. I mean, even if you look at some of his expected numbers last year when he was healthy, he had a 382 expected ERA, and that's top 25 in Major League Baseball. Teams would absolutely sprint at that opportunity to get a pitcher like that as your number five starter, number four starter. What are we talking about? So it's a beautiful thing to have him back in Dodger blue. Now, as far as his roster status, well, it felt like this was going to be the week. It felt like this is going to be the week where we got a decision just because this is when the Dodgers could add guys to that 60-day IL. And you're going to see as early as Thursday, guys like Tony Gonsolin, he's going to be sent to the 60-day IL. Dustin May will be sent to the 60-day IL. Nick Frasso, he told me that he got injured, right? He's going to be out for an extended period of time. He has a labrum injury, right? He's going to be on the shelf for quite some time. You'll see Frasso. You'll see... May, you'll see Gonson on that 60-day IL, so that will open up some spots on that 40-man roster. And another thing to factor into is you have to be on that 40-man roster before you can be sent to the 60-day IL. So Kirsch will be on that 40-man roster and then be sent to the 60-day IL. So, yeah, I mean, this is a move that just forget about the player statistics, forget about his role next season. It just would not have felt right for Clayton Kershaw to put on another team's uniform. I just couldn't imagine it. Even though the Texas Rangers wear a blue hat like the Dodgers do, I my mind could not wrap its self around think of that. I just could not envision him in a Texas Rangers uniform, okay? I did not want to see Clayton Kershaw go out like one of those players that ends up with a random team. I didn't want to see Clayton Kershaw like we saw Randy Johnson on the Giants. Here's my all-time, my all-time, let me do top seven, my all-time top seven baseball legends that ended up on random teams. Okay, let's start with number seven, Vladimir Guerrero on the Orioles. How about John Smoltz coming at number six on the Cardinals? 
Think of that. John Smoltz on the Cardinals, on the Redbirds. And then how about the Athletics? The Athletics, they became a retirement home for certain baseball legends late in their career. You had Nomar Garcia-Parr. You had Frank Thomas. You also had Mike Piazza. And then how about Randy Johnson coming at number two? The big unit on the San Francisco Giants. Come on now. Randy Johnson on the Giants. That never felt right. It never looked right. But then again, he is giant, and he did have a thing that said giant. So... On second thought, it kind of did feel right. But number one for me is Manny Ramirez on the Tampa Bay Rays. Manny Ramirez, 17 at-bats, one hit with that Tampa Bay Rays team. So Clayton Kershaw is not going to be that guy who goes to the Texas Rangers and it just doesn't feel right. You get that picture of him. It would have been an absolute eyesore for him to land on the Texas Rangers. And I know they're a good team. They could easily make it back to the World Series, but still, it just would not have felt right. Now, Clayton Kershaw, he's going to retire as a Dodger. It's the only image we're going to see. He's going to go down with guys like Kobe Bryant and Magic Johnson and Stan Musial, Ted Williams, Mickey Mantle, Cal Ripken Jr., Dan Marino, Barry Sanders, John Elway, LT, Tim Duncan, guys like that, great players. Bill Russell, legends of the game that wore one team's uniform, For guys like me, the aesthetic of it all, it just feels so right. It's what I wanted to see, and we are going to see that. Now, like I said, as far as the contract goes, it's a you have the player option, right? So we could see him in 2025 when you have Otani back. So it's exciting day to be a Dodger fan. I don't care what anyone says about where Clayton Kershaw is at this stage of his career and at this stage where he's at from a performance reason, I think the Clayton Kershaw redemption arc is something I'm here for. I'm ready for that Clayton Kershaw revenge tour. Because remember, if Kershaw had signed with the Texas Rangers and he had put together some quality starts, he makes a deep postseason run, for a lot of Dodgers fans, yeah, we'll see that. Yeah, we'll celebrate a little bit. We'll feel good about that. But we'll also still remember that last start on the bump against the D-backs, where he wasn't himself, he was injured. Like I said, he was playing through injury. Most pitchers at that stage would have been recovering from surgery or just not have given it a go, but Kirsch has the heart of a lion. He's the ultimate competitor, and he was going to be out there giving it his best shot. But that's how a lot of Dodgers fans would have had their last memory. Now I want their last memory of Clayton Kershaw to be full dad bod mode with the goggles on at a parade In Los Angeles, we're all going to be there celebrating a World Series title. And then also, another thing I want to see for Clayton Kershaw is, like I said this whole time, I've been saying this for years, my man isn't retiring until he gets to 3,000 strikeouts. If he ended up retiring, I would have dragged him out of bed and threw him on that mound until he gave me 56 more punch outs because I needed him to get to 3,000 Ks because... That's a very rare club. That's a very exclusive club to join that 3,000 strikeout club. Currently, it's only 19 members of that club. Only 19 pitchers in the history of Major League Baseball have 3,000 strikeouts, and only three left-handed pitchers have 3,000 strikeouts. That's Steve Carlton, Randy Johnson, and CC Sabathia. So when Clayton Kershaw gets that 56 strikeout of the season, hopefully happens this year, maybe even next season, he will be the fourth pitcher in Major League Baseball history to record 3,000 strikeouts. And he's already a legend as far as a Dodger legend goes. To me, right up there with Sandy Koufax, he's a Mount Rushmore Dodger. It's going to be his 17th season in Dodger Blue. 
He passes Don Sutton for the most years ever pitching for this organization. So he breaks that. And then if he comes back next season, he was going to tie Zach Wheat, Bill Russell, and Pee Wee Reese for 18 seasons. So this is someone who is etched in Dodger history forever. He's sitting at a table that really only includes guys like Sandy Koufax, Tommy Lasorda, Vin Scully, Jackie Robinson. I mean, possibly, of course, you could throw some other guys in there. I think Fernando Valenzuela for his success, his cultural impact, absolutely deserves a spot at that table as well. But he's a a pitcher that I think is not done. I think he's hungry, and I think he's going to help this team. But we're going to get more into what this means for the rotation. Hopefully we'll get some news on the specifics of the contract coming up. And also, how about this? What if everyone stays healthy? That, I think, is the big question. What if everyone stays healthy? What do you do with Clayton Kershaw at the end of the year if he makes it back in 2024? But, uh, of course, I've got a lot to say because uh, our guy Clayton Edward Kershaw is back in Dodger Blue. Also, do me a huge favor and subscribe to the number one Dodgers YouTube channel, the number one Dodgers show on YouTube, Dodgers Dugout Live. I'm looking for all your takes as well. If I see those fire takes, you're going to see one of these. Also, if you get a roast, any type of burn, you are going to see one of these. Finish him. All right, let's go. We got Smash. What up, Carnivorous Lunar Activity? Rod Wilson. Hopefully, he gets a two-year player club option. Third to ensure he gets a chance at a retirement World Series parade. We can spare one roster spot for Kirsch. I miss Fernando. Good times. Absolutely. Health is well. That's from KB over on YouTube. We got Gishme Seg. Kershaw closed the last out in the World Series to win it all. Book it. That is a fire take right there. Now, I don't think that he is best suited coming out of the bullpen. We saw what happened in 2019 i'm not going to relive that here but maybe if they're up by a ton of runs right maybe you're up by five runs and it's not a high leverage situation right because that's why you put together this elite bullpen but it would be very satisfying to see him get that final out it would be such a great moment to see him get that ball probably see austin barnes who austin barnes hey he's, he's back in business austin barnes you can uh, continue to you can buy a house today knowing that uh, your roots are still solid here in Southern California because Clayton Kershaw is back in, I'm telling you, Clayton Kershaw and Barnsey, they are yin and yang, man. He's the peanut butter to his jelly, to say that. But uh, bench him if everyone is healthy. That's from Jason Diamond. DMAC, um, okay. <laughs> uh, hi, DMAC. I'm the one who was on FaceTime uh, with you when you're at Universal. Oh, what up, Brandon? Hey, I, I, Brandon, thank you for rocking with us, man. We appreciate you tuning in. And, of course, uh, I had a little FaceTime. Of course, you know, one of someone came up to me and said that uh, you're a big fan of the show. And, hey, I really appreciate it, man. You uh, definitely are a contributor to this show. Hey, you uh, always chime in, so can't thank you enough, man. And uh, I know you're excited today. I know you're excited about your Los Angeles Dodgers because I'm telling you, this is the best roster in baseball. And like I said, bringing back Clayton Kershaw, look at the number five starter, Paxton, Sheehan, Stone, Kirsch. Look at these guys. Michael Grove. I mean, this is unbelievable, the depth they put together. And like I said, injuries are inevitable. 
Not all these guys are going to be Cy Young candidates, but you've given yourself flexibility. You've given yourself insurance and some contingency plans if some of these guys either suffer an injury or they do not work out. Because as great as this rotation, as talented as these pitchers are, you definitely need to give yourself some insurance because of what we saw last season. Because they have no margin for error. You need to take advantage of the primes of Mookie and Freddie. You need to win with Otani. Otani told me himself, looked me in the eye and said, hey, this will only be considered a success if we win a World Series. So that is the standard. It's obvious, but it had to be said. And I think it's clear right now that Clayton Kershaw is back. He's going to help this team. Also, I talked to Tyler Glass now a few months ago, and I was asking about Clayton Kershaw because that was his favorite player growing up, one of his guys. Well, it was Sean Green, but kind of one of the guys he admired as he got into the big leagues, right, and someone that he had a lot of respect for. And one thing he said is, yeah, it'd be amazing to have Clayton Kershaw back. It would be incredible, not just for what he can do on the mound, but for the presence he has in the clubhouse, for any type of advice he could give them and that's going to be invaluable right you can't even put a price on that because let's not forget Yoshinobu Yamamoto first time in the show Tyler Glass now adjusting to being in a big market right adjusting to playing for the Los Angeles Dodgers right Bobby Miller is going to soak it all in Bobby Miller has learned a lot from Clayton Kershaw and then Walker Bueller he gets his guy back man it's going to be a spectacular sight to see all these Elite Dodgers pitchers, hopefully sooner than later. Kershaw was just signed as the seven starts from Jason Diamond. Great problem to have if they all stay healthy. That's from Greg. Texas thought they had a chance. LOL, Steven Munoz. You know what's funny? Because I've had some Rangers. Yes, Rangers do have some fans. I have some friends that are Rangers fans that live out in Texas. And they text me that like, hey, we've heard this for so long. Like they 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 have heard about getting Clayton Kershaw even when Kershaw was in the minor leagues with the Dodgers. Okay, it's been something that's been talked about for so long. Oh, he's gonna go to the Rangers, go to the Rangers. No, I mean I just never felt like it was gonna happen for so many different reasons. And I think one, Kersh is such a a creature of habit. He's such a stickler for his routine. If you don't know, he eats a box of Golden Graham cereal every time he has his starts. Also is someone who is very cognizant of the time of day to the very minute. One time I was talking to Clayton Kershaw. I said, Kersh, can I get a minute? And I'm asking him a few questions. And then after he answers, I sneak another question or at least try to. And he looks at me and he gives the biggest, nicest Clayton Kershaw smile. And I'm thinking, oh, man, what is he going to tell me? I'm getting giddy about it. He goes, that's been a minute, Doug. And that was it. End of the interview. So the point is, he loves his routine. He doesn't have to learn anything new, right? He doesn't have to go to Dallas and, okay, where do I enter as the home guy? Where's my locker going to be? Who are these trainers? Nice to meet you. Who is this staff? Nice to meet you. Who are these teammates? Nice to meet you. Okay, this is where I am at certain times. Don't talk to me here. If I have this look on my face, it means don't make eye contact with me. Don't talk to me because I'm focused on this start. He doesn't have to do that with the Los Angeles Dodgers. And on top of that, his ability to... Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
go out there and be effective at this stage of his career, I think the expectations are going to be a little more fair because Dodgers fans realize that, look, 2012, 2013, 14, three-time Cy Young Award winning MVP Clayton Kershaw is not walking through that door, right? That's unrealistic. That's not who he is at this stage of his career. Whereas, look, if you are on the Angels or you are on the Rangers, you're on some other teams that pick up a legend late in their career, you're probably going to expect at least to get a little bit of that peak performance. And that's just because not all fans are as incredibly invested as you guys out there. You guys know ball. And that's the reality, right? You guys know ball as Dodgers fans, right? And it almost felt like, I mean, remember when we signed Albert Pujols and we knew where Pujols was, but you still had Dodger fans out there say, oh man, they got Albert Pujols, right? He's going to hit 40 home runs, right? He's going to be an MVP candidate. No, look, sometimes players are so great. Their standard is so high that the expectations become unrealistic towards the end of their career. So I think that he realized that if he had signed with the Rangers, that there's going to be all this anticipation. Oh, the prodigal son, the hometown kid, the hometown legend is pitching at home. And with the Dodgers, they're going to allow him to ease back into it. They've got so much talent that they don't need him back now. And the hope is, the hope for me, is that we see Clayton Kershaw pitch like he did in 2020 in the World Series, where he was really outstanding against the Rays. And one of the reasons why... He didn't have enough wear, all that wear and tear, right? He we didn't pitch 120 plus innings that season, and he had a lot of gas left in the tank. In 2020, he pitched 58 and a thirds innings, of course, because it was a shortened season. And then in the postseason, you saw he had some really nice starts. The World Series at 231 ERA, he allowed just. Three earned, yeah, just yeah, three earned runs there in eleven and two thirds innings. So he was really, really good, and I expect him to. If he makes it back, he's only going to do it knowing that I can help this team. But the Kirsch Stoke, that's from Jackie Treehorn, Pax. And also, too, even before that, I mean, Kirsch has had good starts, okay? I mean, 2017 World Series, I mean, game one, starts against the Braves. I mean, we've seen plenty of examples of that. Rangers, by the way, it felt weird, too. Like I said, I watched the 2018 World Series game three a few days ago. Don't ask why. And it definitely took a while, that's for sure. But... So funny to see Clayton Kershaw batting in that game. He flied to Mookie in that one there in the extra innings. But prone to thrill, regular season greatness. What up, Nando? It's By the way, is there anyone out there? And don't be afraid. Like I said, this is a safe space. I have the comments on the screen for a reason because I want you guys to see your names out there. I want you guys to have debates and conversations about Dodger baseball. This is not echo chamber, right? This is not Dodger State TV. But is there anyone out there that doesn't like the idea of this signing, that might have wanted to see the Dodgers move on because they're ushering in this new era with Shohei Otani? I'm very curious to see if there's anyone that is against this signing. And it's okay if you feel that way. But uh, we got DMAC. I love the excitement. Hey, man, always excited to talk Dodger baseball. But look, I will admit, guys, look at Revolo says great, more anxiety in the playoffs. I get it. I get it. I'm not mad at that take. Give me a fire take for that one. Uh, I love it. Look, I will say, look, man, just be around these guys, Mookie, Freddie. You see enough of these guys, and you kind of realize, okay, you see him more, you get a little more comfortable around him, right? Clayton Kershaw is kind of the one guy that that's kind of remaining from my fanboy era of being a Dodgers fan, right? So he's the one guy I'm like, man, there's freaking Clayton Kershaw, right? And 
He's a guy that does not like to waste time. So if you go up to him to ask anything, it better have a purpose because uh, he's really great at, you know, smiling and being very nice, but at the same time kind of telling you, okay, I'm busy right now. So I will say he's the kind of the one guy that uh, of all these players that still kind of has me back in my Dodgers fanboy days. But uh, what up, D-Mac? What up, Los out there? Dying Schroeder, where has Barnes he been? He has been in hiding. Yeah, I think the Dodgers are going to let him go, let him out of his cage. Now they have re-signed Clayton Kershaw. He's going to start biting kneecaps and ankles and getting back to being Barnesy. Kersh is back, baby. Let's go, Dodgers. Can't stop, won't stop, Los Angeles, Dodgers, Dante Robles, Dodgers probably traded Caleb for those prospects so we could get Kirsch back and give him another chance at a ring before retirement. I think really in short on that is the Dodgers are always looking for ways to flip assets that they know won't be a part of their future long term and guys they don't think are going to have a massive impact this season and try to get any assets that they can get in return to allow them to develop those pieces. They can be contributors. They can use them as trade chips, but that's what the Dodgers need to do. Their biggest strength, their biggest strength, I truly believe, yes, you have the spending power, you have the financial muscle, but I truly still believe that right there at the top is their ability to develop. And that's very complicated. You have coaches, you have nutritionists, you have analytics people, but for sure, we got another year of two and 36 jokes from Barnes. We got uh, no Dodgers pitcher in LA or Brooklyn has 3000 K's in its history. Yes. Players have left and got 3000, but to do it in LA CK 22 is a one organization type player. I could not have said it any better myself. That's a fire take from RJM. OO21 excitement form snakes versus Do- <laughs> versus Dodgers rematch that's from Luis Serrano congrats to Freeman and Roberts too loyalty matters and they have done curse right that's a fantastic Matt point Matt over on Facebook and I think that is something that this organization is very conscientious of the fact that you want to be that superstar destination And this organization just already, without even trying, is a destination franchise because of the history and the tradition of being a Los Angeles Dodger. Because of Los Angeles, where, yeah, it's raining today, but it doesn't rain very much here, okay? I mean, the weather here, compared to other places, is elite. It's some of the best on the planet, and... Just that alone will set you up nicely to get big free agents. But then when agents out there have certain feelings towards your organization and the reputation is that okay the Dodgers they take care of their superstars they take care of Mookie they take care of Freddie Freeman they take care of Clayton Kershaw they take care of Shohei Otani it makes it a destination franchise and I can tell you from just being in that clubhouse from talking to people that look yes the Dodgers are a massive franchise they're a global franchise they're in a big market but if a superstar wants to sign on with the los angeles dodgers and doesn't want to be as front-facing doesn't want to deal with the media as much they will individualize it to every superstar i mean that's not gonna happen with the yankees that's not gonna happen with the mets right new york media is a little more aggressive than the la media you can be a superstar in la and still enjoy your life, right? You're not going to always be hounded by the media. And two, there's all these celebrities here too. I mean, Freddie Freeman and Mookie didn't go out there and not close down a mall. I will say, I think that uh, Shohei Otani would still close down a mall, though. I will say that. But uh, that's why I think it's a great point, though, because at the end of the day, you want to you want to 
give these superstars, these legends, their flowers. You want to take care of them at the back end of their careers, especially when Kirsch has done so much for this Dodgers team. I mean, his career earnings are just north of $291 million. Is the first pitcher to sign a deal over $200 million. So he's fine. Nando is not a fake fan or crazy. He's just heartless. Nando's the best, man. Uh, Mr. Classic, well, Captain Barnes has his partner. When is Kershaw expected to pitch? August. So yeah, that is the expectation right now is that at some point towards the end of next summer, he wants to play. He said himself, I am hopeful to return to play at some point next summer. Now, will he miss the entire season if things go wrong? Yes, of course. But the fact that he signed this deal, it leads me to believe that Rehab has gone swimmingly, that he feels good, that he's had no major setbacks. And I'm not basing that off any inside info. I'm going to try to get some, but that tells me that from a physicality standpoint and a health standpoint that he is trending in the right direction and has had no major setbacks and his arm is feeling good and he's just going through the process. And from a work ethic standpoint, you know that he's going to put in the work daily to get where he needs to be because this man has a lot of pride, right? He said himself that from the competitive standpoint, he does not want his career to end the way it did. So I guarantee you that that game one of the NLDS is replaying in his mind and it's only making his fire burn even more. But like I said, I mean, he was, he was great early on. Only problem was might've been a little too much. I mean, at the end of April, he led the league with 38 innings pitched, right? He did it win NL pitcher of the month, but as far as the big question, though, and we'll kind of wrap this up pretty soon because we're probably going to do another live later with some of these other topics I was going to go get into. But what you really need to know is kind of what happens if everyone stays healthy. I mean, you look at that starting rotation, the postseason, right? You don't need five guys, but Yamamoto, we know that if he's as dominant as we hope he's going to be, he's going to be number one. We also know that Tyler Glass now has that top-end stuff that plays in the postseason. If he remains healthy and he's ready to go and he has the year that we expect him to have, then he's going to be someone that is going to get an opportunity. So I think game one and two are pretty much etched in stone. You can write those down in Sharpie that if everything goes as planned and Yamamoto and Glass now pitch the way that they're capable of and that we hope they will, that they will be your game's one and two starters. And then game three, what if Bueller comes back and looks more like 2018, 2019, 2020 Bueller. How could it not be Walker Bueller in Game 3, right? I'm interested to see where his velocity is sitting early on when he comes back, hopefully at some point in May. How will the command be? How will his pitch mix look? Will he try to reinvent himself or try to get back closer to the Walker Bueller that we saw early in his career? Because Nathan Eovaldi still throwing gas. Remember seeing him against the Dodgers touching 101, right? Guys who had Tommy John surgeries and were able to regain their velocity. And then Bobby Miller. Will Bobby Miller continue to emerge? Because if Bobby Miller builds on the momentum that he had last season, he could be an all-star, right? So could be Bobby Miller, could be Walker Buehler in games three or four. And then what do you do with Clayton Kershaw? What do you do with James Paxton? I mean, James Paxton someone who's had injury issues himself. What do you do with some of these young arms if they emerge? Do you look to trade some of these young arms if you want to add another offensive weapon? If you want to add an outfielder? If you want to add an infielder? Like if they want to go towards a Willie Adamas, right? If they want to try to trade for a Devin Williams. So I think early on this season with Clayton Kershaw 
rehabbing with Walker Buehler still trying to get back to 100%. I think the first part of the season, you are going to see a heavy dose of some of these younger guys getting opportunities like the Emmett Sheehan's of the world. And we'll see who else gets opportunities like the Michael Groves to make spot starts, right? And Kyle Hurt, will he get an opportunity? Will we see a Landon Knack earlier than later? Will we see a River Ryan? Nick Frasso won't be available, but I think assessing what these young guys have early on the year will dictate, what, one, do they think that, that these guys can help this team win a World Series and you want to keep them in the fold, maybe as swingmen, as high leverage pieces out of the bullpen, or do you look to flip those guys knowing that you're going to get Clayton Kershaw back, a veteran that can help this team. So I do think that adding more veteran depth definitely makes some of these pitchers, some of these younger pitchers where the Dodgers have a surplus in that category, a little more expendable. And I think that you'd be a outright fool to not think the Dodgers are going to go out there and try to continue to improve this roster. If the opportunity presents itself, I don't think the Dodgers are done. I don't even think they're probably done this off season. If the right player became available, they strike when it's one, a player that they want and have one to four a long time, and two, if they feel like they can get at a reasonable price. The Dodger tax is real, but like I said, the price could get even higher for, let's say, a starting pitcher, a Luzardo type, or something like that, which they're not going to go after at this point unless there's a big injury or something like that, or a Tanner Scott, right? I mean, do you want to finalize this roster now or kind of wait? So a lot of fascinating stuff to come from this, but let's look to see if there's any new information as far as their roster and what it means. But I think personally, this is, like I said, it's an embarrassment of pitches. You had to go to a six-man rotation anyway with Shohei Otani. Yoshinobu Yamamoto is used to pitching once a week. So the six-man rotation is going to be just fine in this points to that. I mean, imagine this. A six-man rotation where you have Yamamoto, you have Glass now, you have Bueller, you have Miller, you have Paxson, you have Clayton Kershaw. That is stacked. It allows you to stay fresh in the postseason, for the postseason. And look, I think that this was conventional and it made a ton of sense. So it was very sensible for sure. But let's read some more of your comments, guys. We got... Uh, we got, speaking of Kershaw's routine, according to Kike, Kershaw's nap times and farts are epic on his start days. Funny story about that, the Bell Canyon channel, is I remember asking, I think it was Tony Gonsolin. I asked him, I was asking the players last year at the Blue Carpet Gala. I asked them, okay, which, <laughs> which of your two, you could pick two Dodgers teammates to go on a cross-country road trip. Who would you pick? And Tony Gonsolin said, it wouldn't be Clayton Kershaw. That's all I know. It's not Clayton Kershaw. I asked him why, and he said he knows why. I think that that was what he was referring to, but uh, that's funny. Uh, 900 in the house. Yeah, definitely hit that like button, guys. And like I said, we're going to announce our new giveaway, our latest giveaway this week. And to be eligible, you are going to have to, one, be a subscriber, so make sure you subscribe. Also, hit that notification bell and make sure that you comment done down below in the comment section. When you comment done, you get entered into the pool where we pick from. And just so you know, the Otani jersey, let's see if it has been shipped, but we got the winner right here. I got uh, his, oh, wow, that's crazy. The person who won... The, the Otani jersey, I'm looking at, uh, we shipped it right here. The person who won actually lived in the Philippines. So even if you don't live 
in LA or the United States, we will ship it to you. We shipped a authentic Otani jersey to the Philippines, so you could be it. Hello, DMAC. Hello, Robert. When do you see Kershaw back this year? I see him back at some point, probably August-ish, if everything goes as planned. Uh, if you say nasty, if you say anything nasty about Kershaw, you're not a Dodger fan, Casey. Maybe you're a new Dodger fan, but uh, yeah, I mean, you can't. This is not someone who is. A great player. This is literally one of the greatest pitchers in baseball history. The lowest ERA in the modern era. This is someone who is a slam dunk to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, and he is going to have a statue at Dodger Stadium. So you better pay your respects when the legend Clayton Kershaw is brought up. So there's no doubt about that. But I'm trying to find to see if we can get some more details on the contract. But yeah, what are your thoughts? What are your takeaways on Clayton Kershaw? re-signing with the Los Angeles Dodgers. I love it. I can't get enough of it. And I think that it made all the sense in the world for both sides. Both sides. So let's see if we can get so. By the way, the first report on the story was Joel Sherman and John Heyman of the New York Post. Definitely want to catch up on credit like John Heyman likes to say. Got it all. Rookies, international player, veterans, Hall of Famers. Do you think Kershaw will be a starter or reliever or close? That's from Cesar Gonzalez. Look, the way I envision this is, well, one, with Kershaw's routine, the way he has to get warmed up, what we saw in 2019, do you really want to cross that bridge again with him as a reliever? Now, it just doesn't make the most sense. I think with Kirsch, he's best utilized as a starter, gives you five, six quality innings, has a feel for that slider, has a feel for the four-seam fastball. You're seeing the Cooperstown curve. Gives up maybe one or two runs, maybe a couple solo shots. He's still able to help this team. As a reliever, if everyone stays healthy and guys like Blake Trinan are able to come back, which I'm becoming more and more increasingly confident that he does, I'm increasingly becoming more confident that Blake Trinan could be someone that helps this team based on talking to his teammates and talking to him personally. It feels like he thinks that he can contribute this season. You just... Brought back Ryan Brazier. You have Joe Kelly. You have Evan Phillips and Bruce Dark Gratterall, J.P. Fireisen, some of these young guns like Emmett Shin, who could have a big impact out of the bullpen, a Kyle Hurt, who could have a big impact out of the bullpen. You have Alex Vesia. You have Ryan Yarbrough. Now, I do think that you could possibly see him in a piggyback role. Now, I think that's a little different. A piggyback role with possibly an Emmett Shin, right? You got an explosive righty that can go out there with devastating stuff. And then Clayton Kershaw, who is someone who is a little more crafty at this point, someone who needs to hit his spots. I could see a piggyback start with Kersh with Emmett Sheen. I think that's something that's a little more realistic. It's a much more sensible move than just saying, okay, we're going to use Kersh as a high leverage arm. Look, you don't want to see a guy that throws 90, 91 as your high leverage arm because he misses his spot once, well, he's, that's going over the fence, right? That's going over the wall. That's going into the bleachers. It's a bleacher reacher, right? You don't want to see that, right? I mean, if he goes out there with runners in scoring position, hangs the slider, you're looking at bad news. So I think you want to optimize him. You want to put him in situations where he can have success. And I still think that he needs to be best utilized as a starter. And look, if everyone stays healthy, which let's be honest with you, you guys know, I'm just here to tell the truth. How could that happen, right? <laughs> okay, the last couple of seasons, the Dodgers rotation has been an episode of Squid Game, right? 
season of Squid Game, right? Losing guys every single month, it felt like. Every single start for a while. I mean, you saw the issues they had getting decimated by injuries. It's unrealistic to think that's going to happen. It just feels like the way the universe, the baseball gods, somehow, some way, that despite how many starting pitchers they have on paper now, that Clayton Kershaw will have some prominent role for the Dodgers in October. Come October, it feels like he's going to be on the bump in a big game, and hopefully he's healthy. And if he is, I think that he can still be effective. I'm not just saying that. I believe it. I'm not saying I believe it because I gave you all the numbers. The numbers said he was good before he got injured, and the workload was a little too extreme at that point so i got a 199 super chat i saw that appreciate you let's go dodgers 3,000 strikeouts soon for this dodgers legend that is from john sands okay i'm gonna go crazy on the comments guys because you guys have been rocking with me this morning here on dodgers dugout live we have the news clayton kershaw is back all is right all is right in dodger land when clayton kershaw is back in dodger blue like i said this whole thing did not feel right it just did not feel right that clayton kershaw wasn't a Dodger considering everything that uh, has been built here. And uh, it's great to see him back. I mean, think about that. Made his debut in 2008. 2008. We're in 2020-24. I mean, can you believe that? We're in 2020-20. We're in 2024. And he made his debut in 2008. I mean, time flies. I'll never forget that start. I'll never forget that day. It uh, was something that uh, you'll never forget, man. Uh, so great to see him back in Dodger blue. And like I said, someone just mentioned 3,000 for sure. That's big. First strikeout, who knows what it is. Let's see if we can uh, – let's see. Let's see if uh, if anyone can guess who his first strikeout victim was. Uh, he's going to get that 3,000 strikeout in Dodger blue. He has to be here this season, Kershaw. Killed my team. Mets, I hated my wife in 2008. Okay, that's a bro. Uh, the GOAT is back. He'll be energized with his new team. Kirsch is the Kobe of the Dodgers. It's a fire take. It's a fire take for sure. Uh, Mike M. Koufax, Kershaw, Drysdale, Hershizer. I like that. We can do the all-time Dodgers pitchers list. I may have dropped that tomorrow. Koufax is in a class all by himself. Tend to agree with that. Florida Sports World, Dave Roberts gets the blame for all of Kershaw's horrible postseason performances. Yeah, 2019, they were trying to rewrite his legacy there for some strange reason. They should have let him just not go back after getting eaten out. He comes back, give the bombs to Rendon, to Soto. It was just a nightmare. Doug Slayton, D-Mac, Devin Williams, any chance on the last piece for the pen? Call Andy. I'll hit up Andy. I say, hey, man, we need D-Will. Look, Devin Williams, those types, I think those are ones where you kind of like, let's see what these young starters have. Maybe you can see if you can flip some of these guys because of the depth you have. So I would not rule out a in-season trade for Devin Williams, for sure. He's under a couple years of team control, though. Uh, Samuel Ellis, what up, D-Mac Daddy? Stay cool, amigo. What up, Samuel Ellis? Appreciate that $5, man. That's going to some carne asada fries, for sure. Some micheladas. Kirsch has to finish his story. Exactly. And he's got another chapter left. D-Mac Daddy. <laughs> Nando 390. Nando. Uh, what happened to Kenley Jansen? That is not going to There you go, Ronnie. Ronnie, you win. It was. It was Skip Schumacher. That was the first strikeout of his career. And he was just 20 years old. May 25th, 2008. His 500 strikeout was Buster Posey. 1,000 strikeout, Yonder Alonso. His 1,500 strikeout, 
Drew Stubbs, 2000 strikeout, Jonathan Villar, June 2nd, 2017, and his 2,697 strikeout was Spencer Torkelson. He got him swinging. That was on April 30th, 2022 against the Detroit Tigers. I was in the house for that. But, uh, yep, a couple more here, guys, and we're going to let you enjoy the rest of your what day is it? Tuesday. <laughs> Your Tuesday. And we're probably going to be back later once we get some more contract details. I want to, can't wait to see the value here. Let's see if we can get them. We'll do a little more of a breakdown as well. Like I said, doesn't seem like we have the, the specifics, but we do know that it is a one-year deal with the player option. So we could see him back. So it's not your standard one-year Kershaw deal. And that, of course, tells me that they're being cognizant of, okay, there is a possibility he doesn't return this year based on how rehab goes. But uh, a couple more here, guys, some walk-off shots. Who's going to hit a walk-off? Give me your hottest takes right now, and then we will head out. My prediction for Kersh next season, I think we see him back. I think we do. I think we see him back, and I think he's somehow going to find his way into this rotation, factor in for the Dodgers. And hopefully... We get a resurgent Kirsch that's arm is healthier than it's been in years. Yeah, Kershaw, the goat is back. I like that. That's from Julie. Live is back normal. <laughs> uh, what's the rotation looking like so far? We kind of just broke that down a few minutes ago. But right now, yeah, Yamamoto, you got Glass down, you got Bobby Miller. Walker Beeler will not start the season on the active. Right, he's someone who's still making his way back. You'll see James Paxton. I'm sure you'll see some Emmett Sheehan's and Michael Grove. Clayton Kershaw, we'll see later in the year. Landon Knack's probably going to make his debut sooner than later. But uh, even if the Dodgers are up by 100 in October, I wouldn't trust Kershaw pitching. Nando, you're just so brutal to Clayton Kershaw, man. I mean, what is the deal? I mean, this is a legend, but... Uh, <laughs> Goats are tough, but I'll still say Nando. But Lux walk off versus the Giants. All is right in the world. Kershaw equals Dodgers. But yeah, stacked rotation, stacked team. Clayton Kershaw is back in Dodger blue. But that's going to do for this episode of Dodgers Dugout Live. If you haven't yet, definitely drop comments down below. I want all your takes on all things Dodger baseball and your reaction to Clayton Kershaw re-signing with the Dodgers. We'll be back later to discuss the signing once again. But that's going to do it for this episode. My name is Doug McKay. You can follow me on X and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the number one Dodgers YouTube channel. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell. Hit that like button. And remember, nothing brings together quite like Dodger baseball. Until next time, think blue, bleed blue, and I'm out. In a roaring stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Ah, the sizzle of McDonald's sausage. It's enough to make you crave your favorite breakfasts. Enough to head over to McDonald's. Enough to make you really wish this commercial were scratch and sniff. And if you're a sausage person, now get two satisfyingly savory sausage McGriddles, sausage biscuits, or sausage burritos for just $3.33. Or mix and match. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.